From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Today I'm going to be reading from The Bible Says What, the book, chapter 1, In the Beginning. The rooms designated for our indoctrination were small and windowless. The unpainted drywall was littered with propaganda posters of a white Jesus interacting with overjoyed children. A large wooden cross stood in the back of the room, draped with a purple cloth and topped with a crown of thorns. Blood was painted into the rivets of the old blemished cross to remind the children of the gory sacrifice that was required to keep them from going to Yahweh's personal palace of affliction. I was taught hymns celebrating the slaughter of the Christian demigod and how his blood should be desired and sought after. We would happily sing of bathing ourselves in fountains of this holy blood. I performed rituals in which I would take a small cup of watered-down grape juice, hold it up to the ceiling, proclaim it to be the blood of my Savior, and drink it. I would drink this, I would drink this ceremonial juice as a reminder of the blood sacrifice that was made by the Christian demigod in my stead. I would then hold up a cracker and proclaim it to be the flesh, eating it in remembrance of his broken body. As a child, I was taught how to participate in ritualistic pretend cannibalism. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author Estelle Park. Welcome to the show, Estelle. Well, thank you for the wonderful welcome, sir. I'm very pleased to be able to speak to you this afternoon, Australian time. <laughs> Estelle is living in the future. She's about a day ahead of me right now. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, so yes. thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time, of course. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, your book, actually. Well, I wrote my son's biography, my son having been killed in a car accident when he was 14, and my older son, then 18, was driving. So hmm. I thought to myself, the older I get, the less chance there is that people are going to hear about Cameron because when I'm gone, who will know Cameron's story? So I thought to myself, I will record it, I'll put it down on paper, and then people will have a chance to hear about Cameron and what his story was and what he believed, even after I'm no longer here. Mm -hmm. And also, I wanted to write the book to be able to assure my son, who was driving when Cameron was killed, that I don't blame him or hold anything against him because it was an accident, purely and simply. And even though he blames himself and he carries a lot of grief even to this day, hmm. I don't want him to feel that his mother's got anything against him. So that was my main reason for writing the book. Good. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, man, not awesome, but I mean, that uh, you were able to write that and, you know, for yes. those reasons. Um, man, so how long has it been? 
My son was killed on the 13th of February, 1994. Hmm. And if my maths doesn't sort of evade me on this occasion, I believe that's 28 years ago. Hmm. Yes, hmm. just about so. Hmm. Son would be 42 42 no he would have turned 43 if he was still living and my other son is 47 hmm. yes. he's doing okay well it's totally revolutionized and changed his life from hmm. what it would have been but i most people would say yes he's doing fine he's a multi-millionaire businessman so he has hmm. six children two grandchildren and he's he lives in a big house and you know everything that goes there with Drives the Porsche, mm. has the Harley nine times over, and a big boat, everything, just everything that you would expect someone to have that was doing really, really well. But I know that he carries a lot of grief nonetheless. Mm. And I yeah. feel that he's made a lot of money, not because of any particular reason, apart from the fact that he feels driven and, you know, he just throws himself into what he's doing, probably so that he doesn't think about his brother too much it feels to me as though he's living his own life and his brother's life both of them at the one time oh, that's tough yes. that's 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 really tough holy yeah. cow yes how how oh, man <laughs> that's a showstopper right there all right folks we're done here that was great uh <laughs> thanks for sharing Estelle. honestly that was good that's quite all right Mike. um man that's a tough one to go through i can't even imagine how you how all of you um, I had to go through that. <laughs> that's a, that's that's tough. Um, yeah. A little little side note here, though. Let's let's try and uh, steer a little bit to the left. So, as far as your beliefs and your son's beliefs and your family's yes. beliefs, um, yes. you are primarily Christian, correct? Yes, sir. Gotcha. And and, and um, what what sort of denomination? What, what flavor of Christianity would you call yourself? Oh, well, we are Pentecostal, hmm. not just Pentecostal, but apostolic, prophetic Pentecostal. Yes. So, gotcha. <laughs> even though my father, my father was a brethren minister, but hmm. I found the brethren church for me as a kid growing up and so forth to be very legalistic and strict. And I wanted something a bit more lively, happy. Hmm. Lively you know, for sure. Positive. Yeah. The Pentecostal <laughs> church is that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. I kind of grew up in the same thing for sure. Definitely uh, Pentecostal. I grew up as a, a preacher's kid. You know, we did okay. laying out of hands, the spirit and the falling in spirits and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. Definitely. There was a uh, revival every other weekend, you know. You know how yes. It goes. <laughs> there was never anything like that in the Brethren Church. Nobody no. ever attended that wasn't born into it. Mm. And <laughs> You know, those that were left were those that didn't marry out of it. So there you go. They were all very old and, yes, very, very kind of fuddy-duddy for me anyway. <laughs> which which parts were fuddy-duddy? Oh, well, all of it. I had to live with brother and minister as my father, didn't I? So, yeah, there was uh, never anything new. I often felt as though if he dropped dead preaching, I, as a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old, could get up and finish his entire sermon word for word because wow. there was never anything different. Wow. So the Pentecostal church was full of different things. Hmm. Yeah. Fresh, vibrant, exciting. Fresh. Yeah. yeah, all of those, yes. So when did you... Go into the Pentecostal church. When when did that happen for you? 
uh, I married a Salvation Army boy, hmm. and because he played trumpet in the Youth for Christ big band, the big band was sort of the guest at very many churches. When we went from one church to another, wherever they were playing, we went. And we pretty soon found that the Pentecostal church was the one that suited us the best. Hmm. So I would say that it would have been probably 1975 that we ended up in the Pentecostal church, hmm. which was four years after we got married. Hmm. So yes. been there a bit, You've been there a bit right now. Yeah, <laughs> we have been there for a while. It's... So some basic questions, just, just to get to where you stand. Um, what is the Bible to you? The Bible is the word of God written by God through various authors um, whose names generally mark out the books that they wrote, except for Acts. There's no bloke called Acts, but, you know, <laughs> Revelation. But... Are you sure? <laughs> Um, no, but I'm, I'm thinking that that would be probably so. There are definitely, you know, there, there, there's no one called Exodus either. Or you never know nowadays. You never know. No, no, no. Well, you don't. But, you know, basing it on what I believe to be scriptural truth, there yes. are many books written by many different people, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John being some of them. But there's mm. also Ezekiel, Zephaniah and a whole host in the oh, Old yeah. Testament. A ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Tunnel. Yes. Okay. So it is inspired by God, written essentially by God, the Bible, yes. the whole Bible, all of it. Yes. Beginning to end. Yes. All right. So can you describe your God? Oh, if I could describe him really well, he wouldn't be God, would he? Um, let me see. I would think that probably human beings at their best can really only have an idea about God, hmm. not not know him completely and totally, as we will do, hopefully, when we get to heaven. But huh. at the moment, I think, you know, a lot of people have their ideas about God that are not necessarily God's ideas about God. And I think that that's what causes quite a bit of division because Christians seem to have a problem whereby they all think they're right. And sadly, some aren't. Humans. I mean, we, we all I have that be, problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I would be amongst those that have ideas that wouldn't line up with what God's perfect idea is of himself. Hmm. However, you know, you, you sort of struggle through the darkness, don't you, and hope for the light. Hmm. Yes, you do. <laughs> we all do. We all do struggle. We all do. Yes. Um, religion aside, yeah, 100%. So... We can't know him completely. You mentioned that. That that's interesting. Except for when we get to heaven. Yes. Um. And he's the one that made it that way. Why? Why do you think yes. that is? Why can't we know him completely unless we die, or you know, yeah, die essentially? Probably because then we would consider ourselves to be on an equal footing with him, which is huh. not ever going to be so. And, you know, God says that he's a jealous God yeah. and yeah. nobody can line up to being who he is. Jealousy. So, you know, and, and what you can do in that direction is only because of what he does in you anyway, because, you know, in our own human flesh, we're really just not a whole lot <laughs> at all well, without him. Thank you. Um, 
So when we get to heaven, we're still going to know everything, right? We're going to know him completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in heaven, we're not going to want to be like God if we know everything. Didn't no, Satan know everything no. and wanted to be like God and got thrown out for that in heaven? Yes, he did. And we don't want to go the same way, I'm thinking. Because huh. once you're in heaven and you actually see God and you live with him, walk with him, like be Satan with did. Him, like Satan did. If you've got any sense more than Satan had, then you'll desire to stay there and not try and take over and cause all sorts of problems to get yourself thrown out. Hmm. Well, I Is wouldn't it... want to be thrown out because my son's there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we all have family, supposedly, you know, as far as yeah. the, the mythology goes. Um but again, Satan, we go back to Satan. Satan was in heaven. He knew God. He was, he saw him. Um, he did, but he, he still did. So am I able to do that in heaven? Are we able to rebel in heaven once we know everything and know him completely? I would say no, hmm. because we're bought with a price, which is the blood of Jesus. And there's nothing that can separate us from God once we're covered in the blood of Jesus, which Satan wasn't because he wasn't human. Jesus didn't die for him. He wasn't a human being. Wow, that's kind of messed up, though. Poor guy. Got rejected. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you be kind of upset, too? Mm, yes, probably, but I yeah. don't think I'd do what he did. <laughs> well, no. I mean, as far as, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting concept, though. I, I, I like that. Thank you for, my, for that. Um, that's quite all right, sir. Um. <laughs> So as far as the forgiveness goes, like Satan got kicked out because he um, rebelled against God and wanted to be yeah. like God. Uh, Adam and Eden, Adam and Eden, <laughs> Adam and Eve got kicked out because they re rebelled against God. Yes. Um, so wh where where's the forgiveness for those people? Um, as far as Satan goes, like like is there forgiveness for him at this point? And why I'm would he? So no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking no. Uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, yeah, well, I, I kind of think that we will see them in heaven. Hmm. I may be wrong. Um, I, I don't believe I'm right about a lot of things, but I would, I would expect to see them in heaven. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. That'd be an interesting, to, interesting conversation. What would be the first thing you ask them <laughs> if you saw them up there? Well, I'm falling to pieces and I'm in my 70s. How in the wide world did you live to be so old and still be alive? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be one question. I'd ask it them would. how they repopulated the earth. That'd be one of my okay. questions. How did that happen? Maybe I don't want to know. Uh, maybe you don't. Maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> Thanks, Estelle. Thanks You're for saving welcome. me in that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, let's go back to Satan for a minute, though. Um, who who okay. made Satan? Who created him? Uh, he was created by God. By God. And, and yes. God knows everything, right? Yes. So he, he willingly knew when he created Satan that he would cause so much death, destruction, pain, torment, all of that he ahead did. of time. He, he did. did. Yes. And he created him anyways. He created him anyway. Do you think that's yes. a good idea? Well, it's not something that I would have done. <laughs> Me neither, Phil. <laughs> no, because I wouldn't have wanted my son to be sent to be crucified to clean up the mess created by Satan. Hmm. So I, I, I just wouldn't have gone that route at all. But then okay. I'm not God. The mess created by Satan. Yep. You think you think Satan created this mess? 
Well, he had a jolly good hand in it, didn't he? I don't know. It's very interesting to me. If God's in control and God knows everything that's going to happen, then God created everything. God created every situation, every circumstance. Yes. Uh, he knew ahead of time. He, this is how he wanted things to go. This yes. was his plan. So yes. his plan involves having Satan kill, steal, and destroy. And destroy. Yes. That's part of God's plan. Yes. That doesn't sound like a very good plan to me. Well, it doesn't sound like <laughs> the best plan ever to me either. No. But the day I turn into God, I'll let you know a bit more about it. Hmm. That's not going to happen. But he also created man with free will so that we could follow God or follow Satan as we choose. Hmm. And many choose to follow Satan or to, you know, just sort of write him off as not being any kind of a threat or, you know, hmm. they have all sorts of ideas about him. But nonetheless, that was God's plan. And as he said, his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. Well, his thoughts are certainly not my thoughts. And his ways are certainly hmm. not my ways, but he's God. So God's yeah. God and he does his thing, I guess. Yeah, but we can still think about it and, and question it um, yes. as a logical choice. And yes. I, I go to my children and what, yep. what would I do? What would I do to protect my children? Would I create a bad guy and release him into his room and say, well, you have free will and so does he. I can't stop it. No, you I would protect wouldn't. my children. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's yes. not a good idea. I would protect my children. I would, I would yeah. keep them from harm. And 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 I kind of see that with Yahweh. With the, he wanted the whole garden. That was his his perfection. He wanted yes. his creations, his children, to live in this yes. perfect garden. But he then did. he let a bad guy in. But then he put a tree in there that's poisonous to them. Yeah. That that causes the fall of man. Again, choices I wouldn't have made as a loving, competent father. It just doesn't no, make much sense if you already knew. Yeah, I mean, if you already know what's going to happen, it doesn't make much sense to, to put things in in that's going to cause this kind of damage, especially a bad guy. So, yeah, well, using my I rational human you, brain, I would not have done it. <laughs> that you're right. Using our rational human brains that he gave us, supposedly, we yes. can decipher that that's not a good choice. Why would he? Why would he? Why would he do that? Why would he have us be able to use our logic that he gave us to determine? That his choices were bad. Why would because he do he that? Because he gave us free will, and we can we can think, you know, how we like and decide how we like, etc. Yeah. But we we only sort of live in what three or four dimensions, and I do believe that he lives in something like I don't know, at least <laughs> eleven or twelve, or, but maybe many many more. So you know what he does is kind of way beyond what I can successfully huh. get my brain to wrap around and come up with a decent idea about hmm. however that won't stop me trying to think about it yeah. or you either obviously yeah no i mean it just doesn't say as a loving competent father well, i like to think of myself as at least trying to be a loving competent father i can i can see that as a bad thing and 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 yep. when i go throughout the bible i find a lot of that a lot of issues such as those um free will you mentioned free will um yep. i love this topic why do you think we have free will is there a verse that says you can point to that says we get free will, like everybody gets it or? Well, no, not that I can think of off the top of my head, hmm. but, 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 but if we didn't have free will, we would basically be God's slaves. And if we loved him, 
you know, it, it wouldn't be a choice that we made. It would be kind of, we have to do this because this is what he says, because we don't have free will. But if we have free will, we can decide to do our own thing. We can decide to rebel against him if that's what we wish to do. We and he'll leave decide. us alone. Because that's, that's free will. It's, 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 what is free will? Can you describe free will? What, what's your description or uh, uh, definition is the word? Oh, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We don't have a lot of that really, do we, these days? Um, free will is to have the freedom to follow your own thoughts, to come up with your own ideas and to not be killed because of them. Huh. So, yeah. Follow your own ideas without being killed for them. Yeah. So so much there <laughs> yeah um uh, oh, being killed for them um have you read the old testament yes sir you do know he, he kills a lot of people for having their own ideas right yes that was before salvation was available before jesus had died so was that free will though oh, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> in their in their culture it it was more than more than not because they had a culture whereby Yahweh was their God and mm -hmm. a lot of people followed him religiously, but a lot of people didn't. And when they didn't, it was kind of like you reap what you sow. So, you know, a lot of people found themselves to be on the outer as far as God was concerned because of things that they did rather than just things that they thought. So you've got kind of the difference between the thought police, I guess, and and people actually doing the wrong thing, which a lot of people who got killed for it did do in the Old Testament. So, mm, yep. Mind you, I would have preferred to live in the New Testament, which obviously we do. <laughs> the Old Testament was a bit kind of harsh. A little harsh, yeah. A little harsh, yeah, especially if you were one of the ones that went off and ran around and did their own thing. Yes, yeah, you tended yeah. to come to a not very satisfactory conclusion mm. after all. After all of it, you might lose limbs and all sorts of things. Indeed, your entire life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or your kid's life. He sends wild animals yeah. to kill their kids. I mean, yeah, just because they decided to do their own thing, they decided to act upon this free will that he supposedly gave them. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my issue is I don't see it anywhere in the Bible. Free will. I, I'm okay. You, you mentioned follow your own. I love that description, uh, description, uh, definition. Thank you. Uh, follow your own ideas without being killed for them. Yeah. That's, I, I love that, but that's not what I see as far as the Bible. Um, as, as an atheist, I am bound for hell for eternity, um, because of the way I think. And that's not really free will either. So we only get temporary free will. I mean, it just doesn't make much sense, this whole free will idea to me. Well, you also have the choice to be different and to think differently and to accept what Jesus has done for you. But if if you choose not to, that's kind of the sowing and reaping thing all it's kind over of, again. It's kind of like, I think it's kind of cruel, Estelle, honestly, yeah. of, of your God to throw me into a pit of fire for not believing something that there's no evidence for. Um, well, it's kind of, you, you would have to think that it's not really choice, is it? No, it's, it, it's, hmm. it's less than, it's less than, you know, gracious. However, he did, 
he did provide a way of escape. So scapegoat, you know, yeah. And that, that goes back to the forgiveness thing. Um Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. No remission of sin. Yeah. yeah. Me and you, we don't we don't need bloodshed to forgive people. We can just forgive people for yep. the things that they've done. They think the things the mistakes they've made. We we yep. don't need bloodshed. And we're just mere broken, imperfect human beings. But yes. God needs bloodshed. He wants something yeah. to die, not just anything. We couldn't just slaughter Hitler and and, oh, no. and, and be okay. <laughs> it has to be perfection. He wants innocence yeah. to die in his name for him. And then he wants the blood of the innocence to be yeah. washed over people. Yes. Estelle, do you see how weird this sounds? It does sound peculiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Ha it's a very having... weird way for a loving <laughs> being to do things. <laughs> but having lived a Christian life for virtually my whole life, because I was born again when I was three, Mm -hmm. I, I, which I have no memory of having done. I was just told that this is what I did. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't have chosen a different life, really. No. Regardless, hmm. I wouldn't have. No. Why is that? <laughs> I don't what, know. What, I guess I've got, I got too much of God in me. Come on. <laughs> what benefit has it, has it brought you, the, 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 the benefit well, of being I've a never Christian? Actually, I've never actually fallen down drunk. I've never got stoned. I've never been to huh. jail. Okay. Well, that's yeah, not really... I, there's, there's Christians that have done those things. That yes, doesn't really mean there, anything. I know there are. But when things have been really, really difficult, as in when Cameron was killed mm. and Tony was driving, um, mm. God has always sustained me. His His presence and His the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit has always been a person who would sustain me lift me up and carry me through so i didn't kind of drop down dead which which would have been a lot easier sometimes i think yeah. but i didn't so you, you just keep going you keep going and you keep going keep putting one foot in front of the other and god's 100%. there yeah He's i mean there. uh whew. again i can't i can't even imagine what you went through um but i'm sorry ahead of time i don't mean any offense by this whatsoever i feel you did it on your own um and I want, I, I'm very curious to know how you know it was this Holy Ghost and Yahweh or Jesus or whoever it was. How do you know it was them that was helping you? Because I didn't have any wherewithal to help myself. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is there's, there's lots of invisible um, entities out there that people attribute to helping them out. Um, yes, Kali Ma is one of them. Um, and, and how do you know it wasn't Kalima? How do you know it wasn't anybody else's invisible inspiration or help helping you out? Because I know the voice of God. I know when he's talking to me and when he's not. I know that still small voice. I've heard it many voice. times. You get to hear it. You get to know it. You get to know his leading. You get to know, to be able to feel what his spirit feels like, just like I can feel what Cameron's spirit feels like. Yep. So you hear a voice. Yes. You hear the physical voice of Yahweh. Well, I heard the physical voice of Yahweh at the accident scene. Yeah. How did you know it was Yahweh? Because I heard him from above me and he said, he showed me again 
the vision I'd had the Friday night before Cameron was killed on the Sunday. And when I'm down at the accident scene, all of a sudden I saw this exact same vision and a voice from above me said, and these were his welcoming committee. So who else would know what welcoming committee was standing in heaven waiting for Cameron before he was killed, except God. It could have been anybody Jesus who knew Holy something. Spirit. Any, any of those invisible entities that knew things, even Satan, a lying spirit. Yahweh sends lying spirits to people. I mean, how do you know what it is and who it is and and how it is? And um, have you actually seen this this being? No, no just heard I it. Haven't, I haven't seen this being. No, but but I've heard his voice, and I know the results of following him when you hear his voice and I also know the results of hearing his voice and not following him that that's never good well I've found it to be never good anyway I've never heard his voice so I don't I don't know um okay thank you for sharing that's okay I kind of want to go back a little bit here to something you said that uh, God doesn't want us to be his slaves um yeah <clears throat> now there there's when we get to heaven we're essentially going to be his slaves. It's written in the Bible. Um, we're going to have our his name on our foreheads, or um, and there's also First Peter two sixteen. It says, "Live as free people, but do not yeah. use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves." Uh huh. Yeah. So, you you also have the choice if you're going to do that or you're not. Right, but that sounds like he wants us to to kind of be his slaves. Uh-huh. I don't think that's a good yes. thing. Yes. I mean, I, mean <laughs> I don't want to be anybody's slave. <laughs> I know. Estelle, well, I don't want to be anybody's slave. <laughs> if the alternative after you die is being Satan's slave, well, I don't want to be that for, for sure. And how do you know that? Yeah. that? That's such an interesting thing. How do you know that I'm going to be Satan's slave once I die? Well, I don't know that you're going to be Satan's slaves well, specifically. People who go to hell. Well, if people go to hell, then that is what happens to them as far as the Bible is concerned. Hmm. And I believe the Bible to be the inspired word of God. So hmm. until it suddenly isn't, then that's what I'm going to believe. Right. But if I'm going to be somebody's slave, it better be Jesus's slave because I think it would be a far better taskmaster to be under. I don't want to be anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be anybody's slave, Estelle. No, <laughs> I'm no. still at that. No. So... <laughs> Who came up with this rule? Who came up with this idea that either I have to be Jesus's slave or I have to be Satan's slave? Who came up with that idea? Well, I guess it was God because he wrote the Bible. Well, I don't like that idea, Estelle. Uh, well, well, that's okay. I, I probably don't like it a whole lot. Myself. I don't think that's a really good idea. Would, would you create a place where somebody has to be your slave or somebody or a bad guy slave? Would you create that? I would not. Me neither. No, but... It just but doesn't I'm make much human. sense. I'm only human. So. Right. We're just <laughs> rational, emotional, empathetic human beings who would not do that to each other. But yeah, we have that's... a loving, competent being, apparently, that yes, that wants to do that to people. Because he knows the end from the beginning. Is that the best idea, though? I mean, honestly. Well, when you get to the end, you might decide it was. Yeah. Burning in know, hell for not yet. believing. Hey. I don't think burning in hell for not believing is a great idea. Well, it, it probably wouldn't be my best idea either. Hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not God. It's pretty jolly hard to but answer you, for him. 
Right, but you worship a being that thinks that's a great idea. And both of us as empathetic, rational human beings can go, that's not a good idea. We probably shouldn't do that to people. Just for not believing. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't fault you on that. (laughs) I think that's probably so. Nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm not giving up my salvation for anybody. No. um, Yeah, no, it's just it just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, if we're going with the loving father, competent being, none of this stuff really adds up for me. Yeah, well, you've got remember that Jesus is the lion and the lamb. We we saw a lot of the lamb when he was on earth. The lion's coming when it's time for judgment. So the yeah. lion is is Yahweh. Yeah, the lion is coming to throw me in hell. Uh, well, so we're told. Jesus yes. apparently, Jesus actually is going to throw me in hell. Um, him and his angry angel army, all those non-believers. Yes. Um, so forgiveness, bloodshed, he needs it. You think it's weird? Yep. Yes. okay with it. Yes. Same with the, the eternal torment for a finite thing. You're okay with that? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I may have a chat to God about it in the future when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting but, um, one for sure. It surely is an interesting one, yeah. Hmm. Yep. It's something you could spend your whole life contemplating, I dare say. And yep, yep. So is there anything in there that you have an issue with? Like, is there a specific Bible verse or story that that just sticks out that just really just kind of irks you? Just you have an issue. Uh, oh. Well, no, not one that really sticks out, no. Nothing. There there are quite a few old testament things that i sort of find pretty brutal and Mm. you know pretty harsh but nothing that's really sticks out um well Mm. i don't know if i had been shadrach meshach and abednego i think i would have rather been saved from the flames before i found myself in the flames (laughs) even with things walking around behind me yeah yeah, I, I could have been happier to do that. Also with Daniel, I don't think I would have wanted to spend the evening with a lion, never mind Mm-mm. several lions. Nope. Um, it would have been more more humane and <laughs> definitely preferable to be somewhere out looking at the lions than yeah. actually in with them while they're <laughs> licking their lips. That would have been, you know, I mean, the poor man could have had a breakdown yeah, just waiting for something to happen before he even got bitten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's oh. a that's a thing. So, what about um, uh, the jealousy part? Um, when when y'all you said that Yahweh is jealous, is a jealous God. Yes. Um, is that something you have an issue with? No, no. I think he's got a right to be pretty jolly pleased with himself because of huh. who he is. And that's some kind of a petty human emotion, jealousy, and pride oh yes but i'm sure the way he does it is kind of different to the way we do it yeah he, he slaughters do... children when he gets jealous i don't yeah yeah no, no, well, <laughs> i've actually not slaughtered any recently myself no. either. <laughs> <That's good to laughs> not in living memory <laughs> mind you there has been the temptation from time to time oh yeah well you know we've yeah. all had kids you know <laughs> yes but you weren't a teacher were you <laughs> oh no oh what grade Oh, everything from prep to year 12. Oh, wow. Thank you for your service. There you go. I think all teachers deserve 100%. That's a thing. 
No. Yes. That's... I only did it for 41 years, though. Jeez. So, you know. You've, yes. You've done it for as long as I've been alive, Estelle. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Again, thank you that. for your service. Holy cow. So the Quite jealousy so. thing. Jealousy and, and murdering children out of jealousy. This is okay? Well, not with me, but then I'm not God. So Yeah, but know, again, we can think about this and go, hey, God, that's not right. And I've seen yeah. everything in there. So far, we both agree is not yep. right. Which yep. part is it that you're okay with? I'm okay with the lifestyle that Jesus offers. Oh, you know, yeah, he was a great him. guru, 100%. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Follow him and be one of his disciples. Treat one another as you would be treated. Yeah. Yes, love one yes. another. Yeah, the golden one, rule, all that. Yeah, yeah love mean, one another. Yeah. That all came before Jesus, though. We've got gurus before him saying the same thing. Plus other things that are great. So, I mean, why why Jesus specifically? Is it because that's what you were born into, raised into? The only Yes. The, you know, when, okay. you are, when you are the brethren minister's daughter, you <laughs> have no choice, believe you me. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. As for me and my household. We will oh, serve yes, the Lord. for yeah. me and my household. Look out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been on the other side of that wooden spoon a few times. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a bit savage, uh, but uh, yeah. Better than a, yeah. a, a pipe or what was it? Steel rod. That's what it was in the Old Testament. Yes. Spare the rod. Spare the rod. Spoil, spoil the, child. the child. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. as for me and my household, was my childhood. Woo. Yeah. Anyways, Estelle, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all your patience and answers. Um. Why don't you tell the folks at home where we can find that book of yours? Well, you can find it on Amazon. It can be downloaded as a, an e-book or whatever for very minimal amount of money. Um, it's it's a book that talks about the faith that my son had for, for his whole 14 years. He was an incredible kid from the day he was born till the day he died. Hmm. The week before he was killed, he said to me when we were both in the spa, up at the Sunshine Coast at the beach, he comes up from under the water and he said to me, Mum, I don't have long to live. And he said, um, uh, this is what I'm doing. I'm forgiving everybody for things that they've done to me and I'm mm. planning how I want my funeral to be held. And mm. I thought to myself, oh, goodness, I hope he means that he's not going to live to be kind of 90. Maybe mm. he'll come to be 60 or 65 and then he'll be gone, at which point I'll already be home in heaven. I won't have to wait too long and Cameron will arrive. Well, mm. no. After he made that little speech in the spa, he was killed a week later to the minute. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. He knew God's voice too. He knew exactly who was talking to him. Yes, and this was the one of my three children, the one whose first sentence ever was, God's not dead, and he lived his whole 14 years proving it. Mm. His brother, on the other hand, at 10 months old, when I walked past him in his bassinet, he lay down there and said to me, put the fan on one. And as a multimillionaire businessman with a lot of employees, he still likes to order people around for his <laughs> own comfort. My daughter... <laughs> was very much like me. I didn't hear her first sentence because I was teaching when she was a baby and her grandmother looked after her. But um, she, she's she been fine. She's 
she's had a walk with the Lord for just ever mm. from the time she was really little. I won't say it's as strong as mine, but then she didn't start off as a brother and either, did she? No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's fine. She She's done very, very well. She's a person of whom I am very proud because in my whole 41 years of teaching, see, she is the only kid I ever came across who got 100% for her maths exam when she graduated from year 12 to go to, you know, college, uni, whatever. Hmm. She got 100%. No other kid I ever knew did that. So, yeah. That's awesome. awesome. She's done very well too. So I'm proud of awesome. her. Well, yes. You're, the book is called One of the King's Men. Is it uh, yes. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, yes. all that all that fun stuff? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your time and for sharing today, Estelle. Take care, stay safe out there, and we'll keep in touch. God bless you, dear Michael. <laughs> Farewell from Australia. Farewell. Okay. <laughs> Bye. And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Garbage. 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 Also garbage. Also garbage. <laughs> uh...